This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, it's that time. Thursday edition, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Dr. Kelly Victory joining us as she does almost every single weekend, unless she's uh, flying. And uh, Steve House is well with us. I'll start with Dr. Kelly. Welcome. How are you? I am well, thanks. Although, John, I was just listening to some of the congressional hearings exposing what we've all known to be true with regard to the collusion between mm. the federal government yep. and big tech to censor people like yep. uh, me and you and yep. Steve. And uh, it's uh, so I'm not sure if I'm doing the happy dance uh, on this Thursday or just mad as hell. Well, we got a lot to talk about. That's for sure. There's never a, never a dull moment. Steve, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. And, and again, guys, we got a lot to talk about. Everything from... You know, the unvaccinated now being vindicated. We've got COVID actors down in Australia, which I'm guessing if they're in Australia, they've been in lots of other places. We've got folks out there that won't admit that the vaccines have any negative effect. They're blaming heart issues and heart attacks and things along those lines on COVID itself. But before we get into anything else, so we'll start here. Dr. Kelly, I've had several people. I don't know why this past week or two it's been this way, but I've had several different people. And I want to be careful in how I do this because I respect all doctors and people that have opinion and so on. But I'm struggling with this one in particular. And this is Dr. Artis, which you guys are from some of you that are listening are very familiar with. Those of you that are not, you can go look his name up. If you just type in Dr. Artis Snake Venom, you will find lots of different uh, avenues to get to him and watch some of the things that he has done. And. Dr. Kelly, I will say, you know, firsthand that Dr. Artis, like you, uh, believe very much in hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, what you could do to actually help with COVID itself and the treatment of, and I will give credit where credit's due. But where I struggle and I just cannot wrap my head around his theory that COVID itself came from snake venom. Yeah, and I, I just, I have debunked this um, this. I don't know, myth or, or theory um, over and over again um, from the beginning. This, is, this didn't just rear its head, uh, John. This idea has been out there for a year you know, plus now, right? Pandemic. Yeah, at, at least. Right. Um, and I just don't see any credible evidence of it. I'm not sure why we are looking to make it something like that. It's, a, it's clearly a respiratory virus. In my estimation, it's a respiratory virus. Uh, that was manipulated in a lab. It wasn't yep. naturally occurring, and I think the evidence of that are irrefutable. Um, I'm not sure why these things get started, and I don't know Dr. Artis personally. I don't have anything against him, but I'm not seeing any credible evidence 
um, that. Well, and I, I think I know where some of this virus. real quick and Steve, you can chime in, but I think I know where some of this comes from. I don't know for sure because I don't know every person's mind and heart and, you know, what their thought process is. And I haven't talked to him on an individual basis. Uh, there's folks that would like me to interview him. But, fo- you know, I'll just tell everybody out there listening. I struggle where. I struggle with interviewing people where I just don't want to get off on a bunch of rabbit trails uh, and into things that I just don't believe in. But I do believe, Dr. Kelly, that where a lot of this um, talk about venom and all these different things in regards to that is because a lot of folks can tie that into some of the end times things that are in Scripture, and they're kind of convoluting things, if you would, but they're throwing a lot of things into this at one time and sort of making it seem like it's the revelation of the Bible. And, I, and again, I'm not saying that it that it can't, you know, that it's not or that it could be, but in retrospect to the way they're informing people of, I would say, no, they're flat out wrong, and they're just there's just not that connection. Now, are we entering into the, the latter times of the earth and, and even what Scripture talks about? You know, after watching the Grammys the other night, I got to believe we're getting closer and closer, so I'm not going to deny that, but I don't believe the whole snake venom thing and, and that bringing us into the end times. That I just don't see. Steve, your thoughts? Well, first of all, I think the reason why some people believe him is because when you look at the symptoms of or the systems of the body that snake venom of a cobra affects, there's some common overlap with, True. you know, some of what happens, True. especially with COVID vaccines. I mean, I think that's where people are holding on to it. I'm one of those people, John, that I don't rule anything out unless I have to, um, but I'm not going to spend time on a theory that, you know, has some real serious problems with it. Conspiracy, corruption process going on that is, you know, causing people to still push vaccines yes. and it's still hurting people. Yes, agree. Um, whether it comes from snake venom or it comes from some gain of function process or it comes from something they had a patent on years before they actually introduced it into the population, the real issue here is how do you help people who have been vaccinated get better and how do you stop people from being vaccinated? Great. And, and by the way, I, I can't disagree with anything you just said, Steve. And the issue that I have, and I even texted some folks back that wanted me to you know, go down this path with Dr. Artis. And Dr. Kelly, I'll have you chime in as well. And my answer back was very much along the lines of Steve. It's like, wait a minute. I want really good, solid, credible, credible people that I'm teaming up with. Steve, you, know, you and, and Dr. Kelly are, are two of those that I know very, very much and speak very highly of. And I know you guys. And I want to be teamed up with folks that I feel can do the best job at combating the things Steve just talked about a moment ago, Dr. Kelly. It's not that somebody running around talking about snake venom is not combating that, but if we sound crazy and you cannot prove a theory, and it's even proven maybe even kind of the other direction that that that's not really possible, like you've said, Dr. Kelly, to me that just doesn't build credibility that helps us in the fight that Steve just mentioned. No, and it's actually, it really undermines our argument because you start, you get lumped in then with somebody who's just sort of a crazy maker, somebody who's making statements not based on factual evidence. Um, and I think it really undermines our purpose. It's the same reason, John, I've gone out of my way to say, look, there are a lot of things to be worried about with these vaccines, these mRNA shots. Mm-hmm. But one of them isn't that you're being injected with some nano chip that is now allowing right. them to track you by satellite. Right. Um, there are lots of things, but you have to be very careful not to go off the deep end. And sometimes I think that these uh, these concepts, these ideas are put out there 
by the other side specifically to make us appear crazy, to make us sound crazy, to say, well, you were you were just about to make some credible evidence that this was, you know, a manipulated no, yeah, you, you are spot on, lab, spot on. You know, and and then and then you latch on to something yep. like snake venom, and all of a sudden yep. your entire argument gets tossed out. Before you came along, Dr. Kelly, and this was back when Steve and I were talking, I interviewed a particular individual, and, and I don't know his name. It wouldn't matter, and Charlie and I laugh about this on a regular basis. And we were having a really great conversation. It was early into COVID, and everything that this particular individual was talking about was spot on. And I'm like, yeah, this guy speaks our language, and he's right on board with us. And then came the nanobot 5g theory and i'm like oh man we just derailed i got to get this thing this interview over and done with because we just went off the deep end and nobody's going to believe anything we just said even though everything up to that point was spot on everything you just said dr kelly happened in that particular interview nobody's going to remember anything that guy said prior to him getting into the whole 5g nanobot thing which for everybody listening by the way has 1000 percent turned out to be not true at all Correct, and that's the problem with these things is that then they they throw out your entire argument, including all the credible things that you said. So uh, I try really hard not to go down that road. As I said, I don't know Dr. Artis. Um, the fact that you know the signs and symptoms of COVID are similar to what happens to you when you get bitten by a snake, right? You know, Ebola also has similar things, but no one's arguing that Ebola was caused by snake venom. Um, there are lots of, of different. Uh, illnesses that might mirror or mimic some signs and symptoms of something else, but that doesn't mean that uh, that this isn't a respiratory virus. And all evidence we have points yeah. to that, that that's exactly what it is. Fully hey, agree. John, go, no, go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. You can finish up. Go ahead. I, I, I do think, though. I think the one thing we can't do because we've gone through so much in the last couple of years is we can't dismiss a theory just out of hand because it doesn't fit our criteria. I, I do think that. This one is one that's been looked at enough that we just shouldn't waste our time talking about it at the moment. But in the future, you know, people have theories or hear something. My ears are open for sure. And by the way, the pre-Kelly period before Kelly was on, I call the pre-intellectual period of our radio show. So I just want to throw that (laughs) in Good one. All right. So along those lines, and Steve, you sent some things around. Actually, all three of us, we were sending lots of things back and forth today, lots of information and things that came out. And I think where I want to start next is, again, just to really prove some of what, you know, the three of us and and more, by the way, have been talking about for quite some time. And I want to get you guys as reaction to this and that that is the whole now we have determined that in australia at least and i'm guessing it happened in more places than just australia in fact there were some there were some folks that said this was going on in the u.s it just never was proven like it has been down in australia but there were literally covid actors these people were on tv they were being you know uh, you know kind of hailed up as oh look at what covid's doing and you got to make sure you're vaccinated as it turned out these were in fact actors that did not have covid at the time they were quote unquote playing the part if you would and, and steve i'll start with you to me that is just outright lying to the public and deceiving them and making them do something they shouldn't be doing in the first place it's, it's just totally wrong it's not. It, it, you're absolutely right. I think, especially with something this serious and this dangerous, um, it's not unusual that they use actors to portray patients in medical commercials. I mean, we've seen that before. Understand, right? Spokesman or whatever. But in this particular case, they do not disclose that, and um, they're talking about playing with fire here, knowing that these vaccines are hurting people. I mean, you know, Thailand, all the other stuff that's going on, John, makes this so 
incredibly stupid on the part of the Australian um, people who did it, and it's just par for the course of what's happening happening with the corruption over this yeah. vaccine test worldwide. And Dr. Kelly, you're, you know, you're in that industry. You know what Steve's talking about when it comes to actors and so on. And typically there's a little disclaimer at the bottom that, you know, these were paid actors, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And by the way, in a, in a commercial, we get that. But in a news story where you've got somebody on their quote unquote deathbed telling you to get vaccinated so you don't end up in the same place, that's a whole different line they've drawn. Correct. This entire thing has been kabuki theater. Uh, they tried to deceive people. They put these people out there as actors, and it wasn't just in those commercials. Let's remember, Kamala Harris had yeah. hired ch- child Good actors. Good point. Okay. This has been going on throughout the entire pandemic, where they play on people's heartstrings. They play to people's sense of virtue and community and sense of, of guilt. They coerced people. They mandated people. They shamed people to do things using these coercive techniques like using actors to act as if they were on death's doorstep or that they just lost a loved one when these people are not were not being honest. Mm -hmm. And that's where I have an issue with it. This was coercive. It was dishonest. And we are seeing now, as I said, in front of Congress, people being called on the carpet for their complicity in trying to shut down honest voices while elevating these deceptive ones. All right. Great stopping point. We'll come back. Much more to talk about. If you have a specific question, by the way, for Dr. Kelly Victory or Steve or myself, please text us. We'll get that answered. 307-200-8222. Again, 307-200-8222. Absolute electrical heating and air is next. Any problem you've got with your furnace, you want a mid-season tune-up, you name it, they can do it all. 720-526-0231. Absolute technicians listen first. 1,300 Google reviews at 4.9 stars is proof that you can trust. I'm Isaac. I'm the service manager here at Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. At Absolute, we pride ourselves on advising as opposed to telling. We don't do any repairs without talking to the customer first. So we always want clients to know what's going on, understand what we're saying, and make an educated decision for what they would like to do in their home to their HVAC equipment. We always like to set the table for what the client can expect while we are in their home. So that makes the homeowner comfortable with who's in their home. And it also helps us to communicate what we're recommending and why we're recommending it. We pride ourselves on high level communication. Make sure you are heard. Work with professionals that listen. Schedule with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air now at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute today. For quality and service beyond compare, All right, for all of your mortgage needs, call Kurt Rogers, my good friend. He would love to help you out. He's been my mortgage broker now for a very, very long time, over, uh, I think, seven years now. Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. 
If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason. And it is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. One thing I want to make note of, because I believe, and I'll, I'll double-check with each one of the individuals, Dr. Kelly and Steve, but I can already speak for them. And we had a call that came in and really specifically asked us, which tells you that we have a lot of folks that don't always listen and they join in or new listeners join in as well. So if you're a new listener just listening to us for the first time, thank you very much, by the way. Everything about Dr. Kelly you can find on our website. Go to Rush to Reason. Dot com. There's an entire page dedicated to her, and I will tell you straight up, and so will Dr. Kelly and Steve, that none of us are against vaccines in general. It's just this one and the way it's being done and how we've been manipulated and all the different things we talk about from week to week. So we are not against vaccines any way, shape, or form. There's been some very great vaccines through the years that have done exactly what they were intended to do. They were tested thoroughly, and they have been hugely successful. On the other hand, this one has not. We are very much against it, and we are part of the, what, 17%, Dr. Kelly, that have not been vaccinated. We are now the quote-unquote study group, and, and by the way, I'm thankful that we're a part of that. No, you're exactly right. Um, so much of the planet has been injected, at least with the first two shots of this experimental, uh, quote, vaccine. And you are correct, John. I am not anti-vaccine. I've been heavily vaccinated myself and have been a strong proponent for vaccinations throughout the years. Uh, but it, to be clear, these injections are entirely experimental. We have never had a safe mRNA vaccine uh, created, despite the fact that scientists have been working on it for well more than a decade. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many of the trials in the past have had absolutely disastrous results. And as predicted, as I personally predicted before these were ever rolled out, we are now seeing, tragically, coming to fruition, the mounting evidence of severe adverse events. And I fear we have seen only the tip of the iceberg. agree. Steve, your comments. Well, first of all, um, is a 10% reduction in fertility really catastrophic? I think so. I think so. When we have a birth rate of 1.7, it sure is. Yeah, and and the other thing is, Kelly, this is really, you know, sort of back to you on this. And reading what Anthony Fauci and team wrote in the paper about vaccines, in in that research paper about vaccines relative to respiratory viruses, they included in there not only SARS-CoV-2, but RSV and the flu, if you read that paper from the man who pushed these vaccines and pushed the mask and lockdowns, it would appear to indicate that they believe that vaccines cannot really have much effect on any of those things. Is that the way you read that? Yes. Oh, oh, without question. I mean, this is the reason. Let's be clear. 
about 26% of all common colds are caused by coronaviruses. Right. Okay? There's a reason we don't have a vaccine for the common cold, people. It's because these respiratory viruses, including coronaviruses, including influenza, and including the myriad other viruses, rhinovirus, there's no vaccine for rhinovirus because they mutate very, very quickly. They mutate too quickly, frankly, for us to be able to craft an effective vaccine. That's the reason we have never had a vaccine for the common cold. We have never had a vaccine for rhinovirus or any of the other coronaviruses. People act as if this is the first time in history that scientists have tried to create a vaccine and it failed. It happens all the time. There's a reason the average vaccine takes six, eight, ten years to come to market. They fail all the time, and we have never been able to create one for one of these respiratory viruses. So why in the world they acted as if something changed when COVID came along? Anthony Fauci, Francis Collins, all the rest of them knew exactly what I knew three years ago. You won't be able to do it. It won't be successful. And you are playing with fire when you start bringing mRNA into the picture because that has a long and storied history of failing and failing miserably. Yep. Uh, yeah, so what you're, what you're saying, John, is, and what, what she's saying, is, I think this is maybe the biggest story of the week, is that um, without any actual evidence, they, they knew what SARS-CoV-1 was. They knew what RSV was. They knew rhinovirus. They knew all of these things were not really going to be conquered by a vaccine. They threw 100% of their eggs in the basket of something they knew wouldn't work, with the exception that some magic bullet was going to come along and all of a sudden make mm-hmm. a respiratory vaccine mm-hmm. work on this virus. You have to ask the question, you know, why are these people still walking the street free? Mm-hmm. I mean, they really, yep. really engineered this thing in ways that there's no way they could ever explain it in front of Congress or any of us. Agree. And, and along those lines, and you guys sent this out today, I just want to take a little a little blurb of it, but there is a, a uh, an article that went out, and uh, this particular uh, article was from a Substack, uh, Steve Kirsch Substack article, and he has an executive summary here. He says, I'm still gathering data from Medicare, but a consistent picture is emerging from Medicare participants under 80 years old. Shot number one increases your risk of death by around 20% with an exponential time constant of around 150 days. Shot number two increases your risk of death by an additional 20% with a time constant of around 100 days. Shot number three increases your risk by an additional 10% with a time constant of around 50 days. Due to the limitations of the Medicare data, missing vaccination data on nearly half the records, it's not clear whether the shots reduced your risk of death from COVID. We need data that the public health authorities refuse to provide. If the shots worked, they'd want to make this data public. Keeping the data under wraps suggests that the shots not only make you more likely to die from all causes, but they also make you more likely to die from COVID. Dr. Kelly, that's exactly what Steve and you and I have been talking about for a while now. Yes, and although I have not had time yet to go through and uh, parse the data that Steve Kirsch is is reporting, he has been spot on um, throughout this pandemic. Um, You know, he has really been looking at the data, so I can't verify his numbers as yet, 
but he is saying precisely what I've said from the beginning. Well, yeah, we're really are, quick, Dr. Kelly. What he's saying goes right along with what COVID we've been talking about all along. Get, and that data is irrefutable. Correct. Uh, we now know this is largely a pandemic if there, you know, or an outbreak of the vaccinated. They're the ones who keep getting this uh, infection. And there's no question that you increase your risk of a severe adverse event, including myocarditis and cardiac arrest, uh, the more shots you get. They are additive. They are cumulative. What we don't know now, and as I said, we haven't seen the tip of the iceberg, because unfortunately, um, things like cancer and autoimmune diseases, those things take longer to rear their ugly heads. So we're already seeing a massive uptick in cancers, but I fear that what we're going to see in the next three to five years is going to be a tsunami mm-hmm. of increased cancer death. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. You were you were talking, and you probably can't hear when I'm talking. But really quick, what I said was, Dr. Kelly, even though you've not been able to go through and parse through all of the data, there's nothing that he has found that contradicts anything that we've said all along. All he's doing really is confirming the same suspicions. And to his point, if they really wanted people to know the results, they would publish this data openly and let us all look at it. Steve, the simple fact that they are not publishing this makes me really curious and and, and skeptical of what the government's doing. Well, yeah, I mean, the first time ever we've tried to use an mRNA vaccine without really testing it. The second thing we did was say we're not going to let people see the clinical trial data for 75 years. So, you know, anybody alive today would fundamentally be dead. Um, this is all a pattern. I mean, you can't rule out the concept that they're trying to hide the data for some reason. And, of course, every time we see a Pfizer person testify yep. in a European or a world co- court, they say something else yep. that makes you believe that they absolutely knew it wasn't safe. They knew it wasn't safe. And they keep telling us that, and I don't know why we continue to see people try to get this vaccine. Along those same lines, Steve, and I'll have Kelly come on this, comment on this. We also heard testimony uh, this last week, I believe, this last week or the week before, where uh, Pfizer, you know, Pfizer expert, by the way, or Pfizer executive, I should say, claimed they had some 100,000 vaccines already ready to go in 2019. We didn't even know in this country about it until really the spring of 2020. So how was it they had 100,000 vaccines already to go, Steve? Well, it might have been Moderna. I'm not sure that said that. But yeah, the bottom yeah, line yeah is, thank you. Thank you for that. Yes, you're correct. The bottom, line, the bottom line is, look at the patent trail. I mean, there's somebody who's done that. They've looked at when patents were received for you know, mRNA vaccines around the coronavirus when the coronavirus itself was patented. The dates don't match up. There's something funny going on there, John. And the idea that they would have 100,000, did he mean they had 100,000 MRA, you know, transport vaccine scenarios set up? And by the way, why has good manufacturing practices not been deployed in making these Mm -hmm. vaccines? They're Mm -hmm. dirty. Mm -hmm. They're not well manufactured either. So there's something going on for sure. Dr. Kelly, you can comment on that because that's something we've not really talked about a lot is what Steve just said a moment ago. The entire way these things have been produced and and the the sloppiness, I guess you could say, even and the fact that some of them even, we forget that some of them were pulled because of what we're talking about. So we're, we're not just saying things to say them. They literally pulled some of them because of what Steve just said. Oh, there's no question. There have been huge breaches in regulatory uh, standards with regard to the manufacture of these. We've known from the beginning uh, that the adverse events, for example, 
were not distributed homogeneously across all batches. We know that a relatively small number of batches accounted for the vast majority of serious events early on, and there was, seems to be tremendous variation uh, in the qualities of the batches. Uh, the quality control is simply not there. I had a long conversation uh, with someone very high up at the FDA uh, who wants to remain nameless, who sure. said this is a disaster, that in an effort to get these things out to market, they essentially had no quality control. Uh, furthermore, you know, so many of the components for all of this, everything from the testing to the syringes, the gloves, the vials, the glass bottles, all of that, where do you think that stuff comes from? Here's the newsflash. Yeah. It comes from China. Yeah, exactly. It all comes from China, people. Okay, and China is not exactly known for their fastidiousness when it comes to you know quality assurance. So there are huge, huge issues. Then back to Steve's point, which is a critical one uh, about we now know that they had vaccine for COVID nineteen already manufactured prior to us supposedly knowing about COVID nineteen having hit this country. Right. Uh, the, the timing doesn't make sense. The timing doesn't make sense unless they were already prepared for it, unless they already knew and were working on this vaccine in the United States, already had it lined up and ready to go. Uh, and that is really why I believe they were able to get it uh, out of the gate as quickly as they did, despite the fact that it's yep. highly, highly flawed. Yeah, no, I just had a texter text in and said they knew about this prior because they had the antidote ready, so they, they, they knew what was going on in the lab, or they wouldn't have had that ready to go. They wouldn't have had 100,000 vaccines ready to go prior to that. That's my belief. And I'd, yeah, you're going to be hard-pressed with the timeline that they've got to, not, you know, to tell anybody different. Hey, John. I agree. The, go ahead, the, the, other, the, other, the other factor here that I think we're going to face reality on before too long is that a lot more of this happened in the United States than China. And I, I think that yeah. when you come right down to it, I mean, if the United States, in fact, was doing gain-of-function, and we think they were, if they, some of it was being done at Fort Detrick or somewhere else, or even if we were paying China to do it, we were leading the charge on gain-of-function on this financially and otherwise, just having to do it in Wuhan. It's going to come back to bite the United States of America, in my opinion. I could be wrong, but I think that's where we're headed. And I think that's why the confusion around patents and mRNA comes, is I think they're trying to confuse us so we don't end up where that blame becomes the U.S. blame for what we did. So, in other words, what you're saying is if, in fact, it's it's pretty much cut and dried that we had a huge part in what happened here and that was released upon the entire world, we as a country would be paying countries back for their grief they've gone through? Is that what you're saying, well, Steve? I mean, you know, emotional, financial yep. liability certainly could be spread around. I mean, I could be wrong, but more and more every single day I see more evidence that we were heavily involved in the production and creation of the virus itself. Dr. Kelly, it's really not you know far off of what we've really been talking about ever since you've come on air, and, and Steve and I were talking about it even before we you know we involved you here on a weekly basis. And it would not shock me if that comes out to be the case. Let me be very clear, John. This is what I've said from the absolute beginning. I think it is absolutely undeniable uh, that the United States was involved in this. The only thing I could really put my finger on that I agreed with that uh, Barack Obama did was put a moratorium on gain-of-function research in the United States in 2014. There's no question that Anthony Fauci and the NIAID were involved in gain-of-function research to that time. 
all they did when that moratorium was placed was they transferred um, the, the the laboratory over to Wuhan, China. They were already doing it at the University of Texas in Galveston. They were doing it at my alma mater, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, under Ralph Barrick. Uh, so they set up EcoHealth Alliance as a sham uh, nonprofit, funneled U.S. taxpayer dollars through that and sent them over to Wuhan, and they simply transferred the gain-of-function research Mm. to Wuhan. The same people were involved in it. It was still Anthony Fauci. It was still Ralph. uh, It it was still Barrick. It was still, you know, um, uh, Peter Daszak at EcoHealth Alliance. It was all of these people, and we have the email chain proving it now. It's just a matter of when they're going to make this all available to the public. The U.S., it has their fingerprints all over this virus. And Steve, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I think that the reason why a lot of the powers that be are diverting, if you would, or, or doing their best to make sure this doesn't get out is because of what you said. If other countries really start to dig in and figure out, wait a minute, you know, the, the folks that were supposed to be our allies and were supposed to be helping us in all of this were actually the enemy. Now, on the same token, Steve, I I don't trust a lot of other countries. I think if a lot of those other countries had the ability to do the same things we did, they would have done exactly the same thing. That's a whole other conversation we could probably have on a different day. But I do believe with what you're, I do believe in what you're saying. Yeah, and I think you know maybe some of what the FDA did at the pressure of the NAID and, and Fauci and, and that team regarding how fast they got the EUAs out for the vaccine was because it got out of control. I mean. If they were doing gain-of-function and it lab leaked out of Wuhan and it started to spread across the world, those guys sat in rooms and said, oh, my God, what have we done? You know, this virus is, is going to go crazy. We've got to short-circuit every step to stop mm-hmm. it because, in the end, it's going to fall at our feet, footsteps mm-hmm. that we created in the first place. I don't know if that's true. I just think that that's one of the plausible yeah. theories about how this happened. All right, more questions for us. Let us know. We'll take a quick break. Come right back, 307 200 8222. Again, 307 200 8222. High five plumbing. Keep this number handy, 877 We High Five. You should be flushing your water heater at least once a year. Scheduling routine maintenance with High Five Plumbing now allows you to be frugal down the line. Keep your operational costs down over time by ensuring your water heater is functioning properly. When you don't regularly flush your tank, mineral buildup can mean that your water heater loses energy efficiency increasing your gas and electric bill. A water heater flush with High 5 is an easy-to-schedule service that is cost-effective in the future. With consistent maintenance, you can even extend the life of your equipment and stave off future plumbing emergencies. High 5 Plumbing can save you money down the road with simple maintenance that you can schedule right now. Get on the books today by calling 877-WE-HIGH-5 or by filling out a contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing. Make sure to mention KLZ for a free in-home water quality test and a wave service fee for KLZ listeners only. All right, Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith is your guy. Call him, especially if you haven't heard from your financial advisor in a while, 303-744-1128. Maximize the full potential of your nest egg. Discover what a meaningful retirement means to you with a fresh look at your retirement plan from Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. Al will help you explore what's important to you in retirement. By understanding what you're going to spend your time doing, Al can create a projection of where your finances are now and where they need to be. Establish your priorities for retirement that feels purposeful to you. 
by tailoring your plan to accommodate what matters most to you. Have confidence in the longevity of your nest egg now with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. That way, when you finally crack your nest egg open, you can use it to lead to the fulfilling retirement you choose. Call now at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Advisor. All right, Chess, which uh, we all know is a particular organization, Colorado Heritage Education School System. They're up in the northern Colorado area, and they come alongside homeschoolers. They've got a full brick-and-mortar school where they can do it all for you or a la carte, however you want to do it. Bottom line, they're there to help you make sure that your child gets educated properly and outside of the public indoctrination system called public schools. Go to coloradoheritage.org. Whether you're a homeschooling family in northern Colorado or you are thinking about homeschooling for the first time, Colorado Heritage Education School System, CHESS, has over 30 years of experience coming alongside homeschooling families. CHESS offers a variety of classes from K-12 through to supplement your home curriculum, all of which are taught from a conservative, biblical perspective. Colorado Heritage respects your conservative Christian values and stands against the woke agenda being pushed in government-run schools. CHESS teachers are dedicated, committed Christians who are also homeschooling veterans. We care about your student and their academic success, as well as their spiritual growth. Our diploma program for high school students helps prepare students for college, trade schools, and for life. CHESS offers scholarships to qualifying families. If you are tired of the public school system's agenda, join CHESS where you can use your freedom to direct and control and customize your child's education. Visit coloradoheritage.org to schedule a meeting with the principal. Not only do you own your own business, but you also manage it, work for it, and run it. It makes sense that you're tired of your business running you. Change that with coaching from small business coach John Rush. When you're in that situation, you can't afford to just stop what you're currently doing. You need outside help. Otherwise, you're just putting another job on yourself. John's years of experience as the owner of a small business himself allows him to help you set realistic and attainable goals that change the way you approach your work. When you commit to working with John, he can help you make your business more profitable in six months or less. Email John Rush right now to get your operation running for you again. Set up a free 30-minute consultation at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash john. This is Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Steve House, Dr. Kelly Victory with us, as they typically are on Thursdays during this hour. If you ever miss an episode, you can always go back and listen online at RushToReason.com. Just go to the show notes section, and it'll all be listed out there. And there's an entire page devoted to Dr. Kelly Victory there as well, where you can look up all of her credentials and the different things we've talked about over the course of probably the last two years. Dr. Kelly, somebody just called in a moment ago, and we said we would start off with this, and and I think I understand the question. That is, at one point in time, people were saying, you know, use goat's milk, and we had talked about this even in the past between the three of us. Is that still something that people should be looking at, not looking at? Is it safe? You know, and, and I don't even remember back in the day why people were switching over. 
Yeah, I don't. It, we had this conversation. I think it had to do with the on, formula so thing, it, wasn't it? Back in the day, people it, weren't it, able it, to get formula, so yeah. they were substituting it, with goat's milk and all of that. Is that still an issue, or where are we at with that? Correct. This had to do with the uh, with the baby formula problem and people asking if you could substitute other milks. Uh, the baby formula issue, thankfully, has been sorted out now, so I don't see that it's an issue, and I never uh, recommend that people substitute uh, goat's milk for, for cow milk, um, at least, you know, assuming that uh, the formulas are being made with as their how do I put this? Uh, based on the, you need to follow the directions. You don't want to substitute either water or other milk when you are making baby formula. Uh, those things are based on, you know, they're very clear, and you can end up with it too watery and end up contaminating it, uh, particularly with milk that's not pasteurized. I think we are well beyond that crisis. Uh, so I don't see any reason that, you know, if adults want to use goat's milk for some reason, I don't have any reason to believe that it's healthier than cow milk, uh, assuming that neither one has been contaminated with hormones or other or other things. Um, but I certainly wouldn't be doing that to create your baby formula. Makes, makes total sense. So, again, if, if that question got answered well enough, let me know, please. If not, and you've got more on that, send me a text message, and I can rephrase that and ask it differently if we didn't get that answered correctly. 307 200 8222307200 Steve I got a text message in a moment ago on this whole timeline and some of the things that we were talking about earlier and the question was given everything that was discussed about the origins and timeline how could it possibly be that the virus escaped rather than it was purposely released I have my theory what do you say Um I don't think I know one way or the other I just know that I think it got out I mean, it, it came out of the lab in Wuhan. It didn't yes. come out of an animal. There's no connection to it. Whether it was done purposely or it leaked out, either way, it should never have been created. I mean, I think the whole gain-of-function research, the fact that we went offshore to China to do it for our own ends, I, I don't get it. I mean, you know, America's certainly not clean, and, and it's the way it does business, and this is one of those great examples. I agree. Now, I've got my own theories, and I actually texted this individual back. I don't know that I want to share those on air right now because it's probably a whole show, a whole hour in and of itself. Dr. Kelly, again, the timeline, and, and I, I, you know, I agree with Steve. I, I, I can't say one way or the other. I, I, you know, I do think that it, it – I think it goes back to Dr. Kelly, what you were saying earlier, even when it comes to how the Chinese do certain things. I think it got out by mistake because of their sloppy procedures. That's my whole feeling. Well, it very well might have. And I, I, again, I have no proof that it was done purposefully. I think it may just as easily have happened out of incompetence. Uh, what we do know for certain is that the Chinese knew about it. The yes. Chinese knew yes. that it Good was, point. that it had gotten out, which is why they shut down all travel within China from Wuhan. No one could fly from Wuhan to anywhere else in China, but they allowed people to fly from Wuhan all around the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. They clearly knew that this thing had gotten out, and they wanted to make darn sure that if they were going to pay the price and have a huge toll exacted, that everybody else was going to be in the same boat. Correct. They did not report what had happened. Uh, I agree with Steve that this type of research shouldn't be going on in the first place because, for this very reason, because you can create a pathogen that is very, very difficult to control, and you sure as heck shouldn't be participating in this kind of research with your greatest geopolitical foe. One question you know just what, John, came in. No, go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, people haven't made this connection yet, but when the nuclear, 
when, when a nuclear bomb was originally made, you know, there was a theory that it was going to be used to protect the United States. It was used in Japan to try to save lives because less people would die in a long, protracted war. But the concept of a device or concept that could wipe out mankind was created. What followed that was everybody else in the world wanted one of their own. And if you figure out that people can take a virus and do gain of function and create a bioweapon, and it's actually killed millions and millions of people across the globe, how do we stop every other country mm. now from going to find their own? I mean, that's one of the other yeah. concerns we have to dealt Great with. Great point. Great point. Question just came in, and we've answered this before, but I think it's worth talking about again. Do you or your guests know of a blood bank that unvaccinated folks can use? In other words, uncontaminated blood. We've talked about this a lot. Dr. Kelly, I'll let you go first. Yes, and the answer is no, I do not know of one. There's been a tremendous amount of talk about this, and I think there is good reason to have concern about the the sanctity of the blood supply because uh, the the, uh, Red Cross is not collecting the information on whether the blood that they get from a donor is from someone who's vaccinated versus unvaccinated. So I think there's uh, significant uh, concern about or should be concerned about contamination of spike proteins into the blood supply. All of that said, although there's been a lot of talk about people setting up an independent blood bank uh, to collect and store blood from people who are unvaccinated, I am unaware that that has actually happened or that anyone is doing, you know, doing that sort of an initiative. Okay. And Steve, you and I have talked about the fact that eventually I think somebody might, if allowed, may come along and actually create that. And I would not be surprised to see that, especially knowing what we know now about the unvaccinated versus the vac- versus vaccinated. If the government will allow them to do so, I could see that happening. Oh, I can as well. I, I still am wondering why or what's going to happen as a result of the CDC trying to track who's been vaccinated and who's not been vaccinated. You know, I mean, Maybe they're going to be really helpful and decide that those of us who haven't been vaccinated should stay away from vaccinated blood. But I'm not sure that's why they're going to track us. No, I, and by the way, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you on that wholeheartedly. Um, it'll be interesting to see. The last question I've got for, for both of you, and Dr. Kelly, I'll start with you, and that is this whole narrative that's out there. And I sent you guys an article on it today where even this was on the Today Show where there is literally now being, you know, there, there's, there's, there's EMTs and, and uh, hospitals and so on that are admitting that we have got now higher cases of cardiovascular issues, heart attacks, and so on. The problem, though, is instead of blaming them on, on the vaccine, which is where the three of us believe this is coming from, they're blaming it on COVID. So we're still back to they want to blame everything on COVID and not the vaccines that we're delivering to about 80% of the population here in the U.S. Dr. Kelly, are we ever going to get to the point where they admit what's really going on? Well, the, the studies are out there. So what they are saying is simply not borne out by the scientific studies. We have multiple studies now showing that risk of, for example, myocarditis and pericarditis are exponentially higher after receiving the vaccine than after having COVID. We have a large population-based study that shows that there was no increase in myocarditis or cardiovascular damage following COVID infection itself, that it is all following the vaccine. Furthermore, we have uh, people like Dr. Ryan Cole, pathologist, uh, is able to show via slides very clearly that the heart muscle of people who are who are developing cardiac issues that those their heart muscle is full of spike protein, not from having had COVID, 
but spike protein specifically that was created in response to the vaccines because we have the, the specific stains that allow us to differentiate between those. So we know these are vaccine-related cardiac issues. Mm-hmm. So despite what they want to keep saying, that's not what is borne out by the scientific evidence. Steve, and again, you're seeing these same news articles and things. And, I, you know, I don't know about the, about YouTube, but my wife and I uh, both, we can hear more fire trucks and ambulances going by now than we ever did before. Our area has not changed in population. There's no reason to have more of them out. There's no reason to have more sirens running in the middle of the night or the middle of the day. But we have noticed a huge increase, a tick up, if you would. I have not gone to the local fire stations and police departments to see exactly if I'm right, but I can just tell you my observations are there's a lot more of that going on, and yet, Steve, no one, no one in the press is admitting what you, what, you know, what the three of us are talking about. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the data, the most recent data, they believe there were 500,000 excess deaths in 2022, which, in theory, if the vaccines were any good at all, would have gone down dramatically from 2021, but it actually increased. So you have that, you have if you have 500,000 extra people dying, John, then that means that there's going to be more ambulances and you have more hearses and more coffins being sold. I mean, all of that's happening right now. It's not deniable. Yeah, and somebody texted in and said if we just had automatic autopsies after sudden death, we'd know exactly what's going on. And, Dr. Kelly, again, I only have like a minute or so left, but why are we not doing that? Well, that, that's the question. You, you won't find, John, what you refuse to look for. And that's why it's critically important, number one, that we do have autopsies on these people who are dying unexpectedly. And that as importantly, not only do we do an autopsy, but we have to do the proper tissue staining. Mm. Because if you don't look to see what is causing the tissue injury, uh, otherwise they, we allow them to keep going back to say, oh, see, this was a result of this individual having had COVID mm-hmm. rather than having right. been vaccinated. Right. And we have the tissue stains available to us, but to any pathologist, to any physician, to do the tissue staining to show were these spike proteins, was this tissue damage caused by COVID the virus or by the COVID vaccination? Hmm. Interesting. With that, guys, we'll let you go. Again, uh, off to another week. Appreciate what both of you do. I mean that sincerely. I cannot say enough uh, from myself. Uh, I know here at Crawford Broadcasting, KLZ, Charlie, even all of our listeners, I, I never, no one ever, ever complains about what we do here. They're very, very thankful that they're able to tune in and get the information they get and share with family and friends. So, you know, Steve, I, you know, number one, you're, you're the one that really set all this up from the get-go, so thank you. And Dr. Kelly, you agreed to be, you know, participate on this, on this level on a weekly basis, and for that I'm very thankful as well. So thanks to both of you very much. Our pleasure. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Guys, thank you. Have a great week, and we appreciate it very much. Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House, again, if you miss any of this, you'd like to share it with family or friends like I just said a moment ago, go right to the website, RushToReason.com. There's links there for our daily, uh, you know, each show, by the way, each hour is, is sectioned out accordingly, and all the show notes are there. Producer Ann does a great job of, of really documenting the things we talk about on a daily basis, and very, very thankful for her doing that. As well, Veteran Windows and Doors is up next, and Dave Bancroft wants to help you with your joy score of your home and helping you do the right thing when it comes to your home. Give Dave a call today. Find out what he can do for you, 303-529-0720. You signed with another window company, and now there's a sinking feeling in your stomach. You paid too much, and you didn't get what you really wanted. Veteran Windows and Doors won't accept buyer's remorse. That's because they work on a relational model, ensuring you get what you really want from all the options available to you. 
When you make a purchase with Veteran Windows and Doors, you'll know it was the right choice because they prove it to you. Not only through their five-year installation guarantee or lifetime warranty, but they also beat their competition's prices by 30 to 50% because they want to save you money wherever they can, even if it's a negligible amount. Veteran Windows and Doors doesn't want to be the most profitable. They want to give the customer a higher quality product, installation, and to give them what they want at a lower price. Get what you want. Call Dave at Veteran Windows and Doors before you sign on the dotted line. 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Get 50% off in the month of February only when you mention KLZ Radio. All right, Bruce Simmons is next. He is our reverse mortgage professor, and he's got programs for folks that are even under the age of 64. So if you think, well, I can't do that right now because I'm not old enough, ask Bruce what he can do for you no matter what. 303-467-7821. There is a reverse mortgage that can work for your specific situation, even with rising interest rates. Certified reverse mortgage professional Bruce Simmons will help you understand why a proprietary reverse mortgage could make sense for your unique circumstances. The advantage is that unlike a traditional reverse mortgage, those 55 and older can qualify for a proprietary loan. Using two decades of industry experience, Bruce will go through your options, explaining the benefits of doing proprietary or a traditional reverse mortgage now and what that might look like in your future. With either loan type, you may have the option to pay off your mortgage, contributing to your retirement fund, or both with the additional cash flow that a reverse mortgage can give you. Bruce Simmons will help you understand when and why reverse mortgage is the right choice for you with a free consultation at klzradio.com reverse. Schedule online now at klzradio.com reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. All right, K&R Home Transitions, Catherine and Robin, anything you need when it comes to your home, buying, selling, transitioning, that's why their name is K&R Home Transitions, 720-437-8210. To attract the right buyer for your home, you need a complete understanding of your direct competition. Realtors Cat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions know exactly how to help you navigate selling your home in a changing market. By identifying exactly who your competition is, you'll actually go to see similar listings in your area. So you know how to tailor your home sale and pricing to stick out to buyers. Cat and Robin identify the right strategies by actively monitoring your competition every day. Using real-time monitoring and the NMLS, they can give you updates on how things are changing in your area with expert guidance on how to keep your home ahead of the others. Choose the real estate team that puts you steps ahead of your competition and get two experts for the price of one. Set up your free consultation now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Pretty much done with this hour. I will do the question of the day here in the next hour. But at the top of the hour at 4 o'clock, Linda and Charlie Bloom are going to join us. They are Counselors, especially when it comes to marriage, marriage counselors, I should say, and we're going to talk about how to put an end to arguing in all 
relationships. So stay tuned. That's coming up next. And again, if you missed any of this past hour, you can catch it tonight between 6 and 7 p.m. Or go right to the website, RushToReason.com. Click on show notes and everything will be there for you later this evening. We'll be right back. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.